I am uh, I am almost also very live. I am absolutely live. I am alive. I was um I was beatboxing uh, right before we started here. I was doing that's what I was doing. And uh, count yourself fortunate that you weren't around for that. Uh, hi everybody. My name is Tony Visick, and you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Isn't that funny how that works out? Things seem to work out in the end. Um, but you have to be in the end for them to work out. So I don't forget I said all that. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Hello, Tina and Michael Lawson, faithful listeners, watchers. So glad to see you here. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, we are your daily distraction for all the anger, anxiety, and hoopla in the world today. Um, there's a question. And the question is, should we have any daily distractions? Uh, if you're following uh, sports news, and there's not a lot of sports news, but uh, almost all sports news right now is about when they will begin playing again, if at all. Uh, hello, Shale. Hello, Jim Perry. Um, uh, people are starting to gather. Um, and the NBA is getting ready to do something unique, which is uh, all teams that could possibly be in the playoffs are going to play at Epcot Center in Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Uh, there'll be like a giant campus with a massive gathering of uh, the 1%. Uh, and they should be because um, uh, they should be paid for what they do because very few people could do it as well as them. Uh, a massive gathering of the 1%, people who are uh, multimillionaires, millionaires, and uh, high hundred thousandaires, NBA players. And 22 teams will play a shortened regular season and then a playoffs uh, season then into the finals uh, Kylie Irving uh, who's not even going to play this year because of a shoulder injury is balking at this and even tar talking about starting his own league but saying that the NBA should not play right now because he gives people distraction from what's going on and while I respect him and I respect his opinion I certainly do okay um, he plays for I think the Brooklyn Nets right now um, and they're not they will not be part of the 22 teams he is saying that the NBA should not play because they would be a distraction for what's going on in the world. Um, I would, I'm going to respectfully disagree with him. Every once in a while, we need that distraction so we can get refocused on the real problems. And that's kind of what I uh, like to do here. For instance, um, here's what I was doing right before I came on today. Uh, I'm setting up payroll for my company. Setting up payroll for my company. That's what I'm doing. And... Um, uh, I needed a number. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too deeply, but I needed a number from a state agency. Uh, my payroll company gave me a number to call. Uh, hello, hello, Margot Bodie in Baldwin, Missouri. Um, my payroll uh, company gave me a number to call. I was on hold with them for a long time. And when I finally got a hold of them, they told me I had the wrong number and they gave me a number to call. And I got I called that number. And I was on hold with them for a long time. Then they told me that I had called the wrong number and gave me a number to call. And finally, I got a hold of the right agency. And the whole time I was on hold, I uh, was getting that terrible music. that If you ever heard it, it's a, some sort of music. Um, the whole time I was on hold, I was getting that. I was getting three messages, one in Spanish, which is fine, except I didn't understand that one. Uh, one telling me to please hold because my call was important. If I hang up, I lose my place in line. And then another one saying, please hang up. We are experiencing problems. And this went on for about 15, 20 minutes. So I finally got a hold of an individual 
who told me, based on the information that I gave her, that uh, I had to wait three weeks, call back in three weeks because it's taken a while to process everything. That was the 45 minutes, 50 minutes running up to this show. Three different state agencies, three different holds, three different hold musics, uh, all the way to here. So do I need a distraction? You're darn right I do, and you do too. Because every once in a while, we got to take a minor break from the important things going on. Unless it's like your house is on fire. You can't take a break in the middle of a house fire and go, hey, the house is on fire. Go, I know, but I really want to play a game of Uno. But uh, uh, maybe our house is smoldering right now, um, but we every once in a while to take that break. We got to take care of our health. We got to take care of our emotional well-being, our psychological well-being. We got to uh, be whole and complete for the people around us. I'm going to tell you a secret. It's true. When this all started, I thought I was going to have it all together. And there was a few times in the first two or three weeks where I thought I was going to lose it. I was so freaked out. Okay? And, I would, and this is true. And I would think about my daughter, and I'd look at my wife sitting over on the couch, and we were both kind of quiet, and I thought, I can't lose it for her. Because if I lose it, then she's stuck in the house with someone who's lost it. So I held it together. I did what I had to do to keep it together. All right? And one of the ways that I keep it together is through humor. One of the ways I keep it together is through jokes. One of the ways I keep it together is by reaching out to other people. And one of the ways I keep it together is by doing sometimes fun, silly stuff. Most of my day, uh, even though I'm in the entertainment business, uh, most of my day is pretty darn serious, as I'm sure yours is as well. Okay? And every once in a while, we got to take a little break. <sighs> take a little breather, just like we need a proper amount of sleep. And then we can tackle those problems. So I disagree with uh, Mr. Irving as far as the NBA going. I hope that Major League Baseball, you know, I'd be happy if Major League Baseball played without fans. Um, if there's going to be fans right now, there's going to be a risk of someone picking up the coronavirus, even if they only have a third of the people in the stands. If you have 15,000 people in the stands, um, I'm not to say this is just my opinion. Just If they play with fans in the stands, great. Okay. But I'd be happy with a, a, an MLB season without fans in the stands or playing ball and we could still watch the game. The great majority of us witness most of our sporting events, most of our music events, most of our entertainment events on a screen, uh, either very big in our living room or very small in our hands. So uh, I'd, be, I'd be good with that if they decided to do that. But I, just, I certainly hope they play. Uh, you can see some forward thinking going on in the world. Um, whether you agree with it or not, I just, I was, uh, I, uh, I'm a member of Vivid Seats, which is a, um, uh, it's a ticket scalping agency basically, but I've been out for a long time to be able to get a little better seat, get good seats to certain things. You pay a little bit more. Uh, Hamilton is scheduled to come to, uh, Arizona in the fall, I think in October, November, when I was looking at ticket prices, I'm not going to go. I saw it on Broadway. I saw it on Broadway uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, if you get a chance to see Hamilton when it's safe and you feel comfortable and it comes to your town, please go see it. It's a great musical. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, you'll laugh and you'll learn. So, uh, but, you know, there's forward thinking on that. There's tickets for sale for Hamilton. Uh, there's tickets for sale for NFL games. Uh, there are actually tickets for sale on Vivid Seats for Major League Baseball games. But that, you know, the way they work, you know what their hustle is, is you 
pay for the ticket and then they wait until they can buy the ticket and then they fulfill it. I think that's how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Okay, all I know is you can buy tickets right now to see the Colorado Rockies for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the, on the 4th of July. I forget which city it's in. It's either in Denver or uh, Phoenix. I'll, I'll bet you that. Uh, and you can buy tickets to uh, NFL games. And you can buy tickets to see Hamilton. So um, there's some forward thinking going on uh, in the world today, whether it's uh, 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 fool's gold we're picking up or not, time will tell. Hey, uh, a couple things moving forward. I had a great free intro to my comedy workshop last night. Uh, there's some people who are on right now who recommended some people watch, and I hope that I did not disappoint you because you recommended me. You know who you are. You know who you are. Uh, and uh, I hope that they enjoyed it, and hopefully they'll sign up for the class on July 2nd. On July 2nd. That's my next free, uh, that's my next beginning workshop. That's when it begins. Hello, Cousin Lori. Lori Crawford's here. Hello, uh, Marcy Alvera, Kevin Brown. Um, that's when uh, that's coming up. Uh, also, I'm going to do I'm going to do uh, two or three more free intros before beforehand because I'm in the house. I can do this. OK, I don't have to rent a space so I can offer more free stuff to you guys like this is free every day. I can also offer my free intros this coming Tuesday. It's coming Tuesday, uh, June 23rd at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're doing another free intro for people who weren't able to attend last Tuesday uh, so they can uh, get an idea if a stand-up comedy workshop is for them. You know what? You might think it's not for you. You might go, hey, you know what? I, I, but it might be a great creative outlet for you. It might be a stress reliever. It might be fun. It might be interesting to meet a really disparate group of people through Zoom from all over the country, all over the world, and be able to interface with them. So we got another free intro coming up. I'm going to get the commercial stuff out of the way now, you guys. Uh, this Sunday night, you know what Sunday is? It's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. And uh, hello, Anna Doring from London. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for checking in from London. I hope that you are safe. I hope you are sound. I hope everything is wonderful for you there. Uh, my brother Jerry's watching. Jerry, I got an album here. If you can hang around, I know you're busy. When I get to the records, you are going to get a really kick out of something I dug up. You'll get a big kick out of this album, Jer. Um, so um, uh, this Sunday, Father's Day, June 21st, live on Zoom, we're going to offer you the dads of comedy. And it's kind of cool because I got a father-son comedy duo, Greg and Alden Moody, are going to be featured on the show along with some other very funny comics who happen to be fathers. Dads of comedy, June 21st. Buy it for your dad for Father's Day. Tell your family that's what you want for Father's Day. Uh, you don't want them out shopping in the stores for stuff for you. You don't want them ordering stuff on Amazon that you go, wait, wait a minute, the shipping was more than. Uh, you get a great show tonight at, uh, I mean, uh, Sunday, June 21st at 7 p.m. Hold on. My producer's sending me uh, text messages. Uh, this Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, the Dads of Comedy on Zoom. Tickets are easy to get. Go to comedyschools.com, comedyschools.com. You'll be able to purchase a ticket when you buy a ticket to one of our Zoom shows. You are buying, you are buying three things. You are buying entertainment. You are buying into the economy because we use some of the money to pay the comics. And we donate money to local food banks. So you are buying into feeding people. Feeding people, paying people, having fun. Feeding people, paying people, having fun. Can you think of a better deal in town? And it's safe. It's safe. You're socially distant. I've always been a little socially distant. Okay, this show is built on three things. One of them is um, interaction with you when you post questions or comments here 
uh, and sometimes I miss them because the scroll sticks. But uh, questions or comments here, I'll try to answer anything or uh, opine on any comment. Um, I, I'm not going to get any big political arguments with anyone here. Um, I'm doing what I can uh, politically for the points of view I believe in, the candidates I believe in. I'm doing it. I'm putting in as much work as I can in that regard. And I've discovered that arguing with people on Facebook is not putting in the work that is wasting, wasting time. So um, that's me. You know what I think? You know, there's a terrible virus right now running through the country. But there's another virus. And it's the virus of bots and trolls on social media that cram up your feed Cram up your Twitter account, cram up your Facebook account, mess with your Instagram, etc. And I, you know, at one time I thought, I got to hear what these people got to say, so I got to know how to deal with them. Well, I've heard what they have to say, you know, and I got to argue with them, prove they're wrong. But you can't argue with them because they're just circular. And I've begun to remove those who I think are bots or those who are trolls or those who are gadflies who just want to keep having uh, uh, ad nauseum arguments. That is a virus that I can contain. And that's something I'm working on. Anyway, if you got questions or comments, you're certainly not a virus. You're friends of the show, and I will uh, answer them. So it's built on that. It's also built on me show you some knickknack or memorabilia that we have laying around the house that maybe I could build a little story around. And I recommend, I recommend uh, two artists or pieces of music based on my vast, and it is vast, uh, vinyl album collection. I still got a lot here, although we're going to start getting into some freaky stuff soon. So the first thing is, uh, what do we? What's our little knickknack? And here it is. Here it is. It's a crystal. The crystal ship is on. It's pretty cool looking, isn't it? That's a crystal, and it's heavy. It weighs a couple pounds, and I think we bought this in Sedona. Am I wrong, Shirley? Where did we get this? We got this in Sedonia. No, Sedonia, Arizona. Sedona, Arizona, and it's a very cool crystal. It's got a lot of weight. It's kind of looks like a. Uh, it kind of looks like either a uh, some sort of birthday or like a wedding cake. Or it looks like uh, it's a what? It's a crystal that is designed to absorb the energy from the top. You put it on your head, man, and just suck it right into your. I feel free. Uh, it also kind of looks like a building, like a skyscraper. But the cool thing about it is, not only is it a healing magical crystal, okay. Not only will it absorb energy, but you can smack somebody right on the damned head with this thing. Kapow! Kapow! <laughs> somebody came into your house and uh, you didn't, you don't, you know, and you got to protect yourself. You go grab your magical healing crystal, bam, and heal yourself, bam. Of uh, uh, the people coming to uh, breaking into your house, go be gone, demon, be gone. So that's what I would use this crystal for: is to um, uh, beat bad guys into skull if they were attacking me. Uh, it's also a damn fine paperweight too. So uh, absorbs energy. Got it in Sedona, okay? It's a healing crystal, okay? It'll focus energy. You can also use it to stop intruders, all right, and uh, shake away demons. So <laughs> that's what I got for you in the knick-knack paddywhack section show today. Smack them. Uh, Gina Mike Lawson says, cool, we love Sedona. We were there in 2017. Yeah, there's like some House Springs people living in Sedona, Tina and Mike. Uh, uh, Jim Marion who uh, lived down the road from Jerry and I when we were little kids, uh, now is retired. Uh, he may be in Cottonwood, which is right next to Sedona. It counts. It counts. Just like Oak Creek. If you really know Sedona, by the way, okay, a little pro tip, okay, if you're going for a weekend getaway in Sedona, 
you know, and everybody goes for weekend getaways and then uh, they have a lot of roundabouts. And once you get off the main highway and you're taking the road to Sedona, it's kind of a country road and it winds around. And by the time you get to a certain part, there's a major traffic jam all the time. And you can end up taking an hour to go five miles. So uh, Shirley and I almost always, here's our secret, stay in Oak Creek. See, by the time you get into Oak Creek, you're already seeing some incredible, uh, iconic uh, uh, scenery, Sedona scenery, okay? And you're actually down below, but you're down where there's, uh, there's hikes there by rivers, there's uh, great uh, hikes and beautiful scenery there. And then, once you get settled in, the next day of that evening, you could drive up to the top of Sedona, up to the tourist trap area, and uh, uh, don't have to deal with the traffic. So, just a little pro tip, Okay. Stay in Oak Creek. It's cheaper, too. Um, okay, now we're going to get to the music. And uh, uh, so, Jerry, are you still here? It looks like he's still here. So this first band, nobody knows and nobody remembers this band. But, Jerry, you might. So in the late 60s, uh, and around 1967, maybe a little earlier, KC95 in St. Louis became our ab- album-oriented rock station, the alternative music station that then swept through that city and is still around today, all right? And they played a lot of bands that came and went. This band uh, had a long song, a nine-minute and 40-second song that I loved, and I actually saved up money and went to the Ben Franklin store in House Springs and bought it for about $3.99. And here it is. You've never heard of them. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, okay? So there's three guys, and uh, they don't have any shirts on. (laughs) <laughs> they have his shirts on, and it's like they're holding the globe in their hands. It kind of looks like a little bit like the Donald Trump and Saudi Arabian king picture, okay? So uh, they had a song that got played a lot on KC in the late 60s called Looking Back. It was a nine-minute and 40-second song. They also on this album did a version of Jimi Hendrix's Stone Free. Uh, they have a song called I Don't Believe in Statues. You know, it's an interesting thing as we watch the whole statue controversy today. I was told a long time ago when I was a young guy by an old wise guy, he says, you know, every statue you see, it just put up to make us forget all the horrible shit the guy did. So most statues, that's why we name things after people so that uh, the, the, uh, the bad they did won't be remembered and they just become iconic. So uh, we weren't big on statues in the 60s and apparently most people aren't big on statues now. Um, they also did a version of Fannie Mae, uh, and I don't recognize the other songs, but, um, but looking back. So they were a San Francisco band, a late 60s San Francisco band. They were there present at the creation, living on a house, living in a house up on the hate altogether, just like the Grateful Dead. Okay. And here's what it says. On, and, uh, I, I've read a little bit about them. Uh, they went nowhere. They did one album. They went nowhere, but they played with everyone. They played with the dead. They played with. They were in the same bill with the Grateful Dead, Quicksilver Messenger Service, Procol Harum, uh, uh, Traffic, uh, all the big bands of the '60s that worked. <coughs> excuse me, through San Francisco, these guys worked with. They only put out one album, and that was it. But the liner notes screwed me up for life because I read these little liner notes. I'm gonna show them to you on the back. You can't really read them. I'm going to read them to you, but see that they're short. They, I'm like, I don't know, 11 or 12 when I buy this album. All right, it was on Dot Records. Jeez. 
And here's what the liner notes say. Mount Rushmore is a San Francisco blues rock group. Okay. Um, all country boys came to the city, played a lot of gigs. Avalon, Fillmore, Straight Theater, Whiskey, Kaleidoscope, a lot of grubbier places. Oddly enough, the whiskey was in Los Angeles. Okay. Dig to take their funky gray truck on the road. And this was the line that messed me up because I went, that is the way I want to live my life. When I was 11 or 12 years old and I bought this album, I go, that's the life I want to live. This is the album. This is the sentence that sent me down the road to perdition. And this is what it says. Don't make much money, but every night, Saturday night, and every day, Sunday. And I remember reading that as a kid going, wow, I would like to live like that and uh, it turns out for a good part of my life I did okay uh, I toured the country I didn't have a funky gray truck I didn't make much money but for me every night was Saturday night and every day was Sunday and that will lead to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous so I don't know what happened to these guys I don't know if they're alive or dead it's a pretty good album they have a Wikipedia page I'm pretty sure you can YouTube some of their songs looking back is their long funky kind of uh, song that kind of captured me when I was a little kid, they came and went, but uh, every once in a while I like to bring you a, a total oddity, okay? Uh, Jerry says on the subject of statues, Ozzy Smith, Lou Brock, Stand the Man, statues are sacred. Um, Tony, is that where you got the on the road every night is Saturday? Yes, Kevin Brown, that is exactly where I got it. That's where I got it, from the back of an album cover from a defunct, obscure rock blues band from the late 60s. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but now we got it. It's, it's here. You know, it's, uh, Jerry says, Ozzy Smith, Lou Brock, and Stan the Man statues are sacred. Yes. Okay, you can argue that, you know. Okay, this is what some guy told me when I was young. He said, all those statues of politicians and all this, he said, they just put them up to cover up the bad shit they did. Uh, so maybe that's not true in sports, Jerry. You know, and I'm going to give you that. But um, a lot of times, most monuments are put up to cover up something. Well, put up a monument. I mean, when you realize... I don't want to get too weird into this, but you realize that Missouri, where did the name Missouri come from? Well, from a Native American tribe named um, the Missouri tribe. Where did Massasagua come from? Where did Nyack come from? Where did Minneapolis come from? They were all the names of tribes, of groups of people who lived in an area. Okay? And they, uh, were all, they all either died of disease, uh, lost wars, Okay, or we're moved off of their land, and then we keep their names. Okay, that's what we do. We keep their name. Just like if you go out to Thousand Oaks, they've cut down most of the oaks to build houses, but they still call it Thousand Oaks. They'll cut down all the maple trees and call a street Maple Street. That's what they do. They'll suck all the juice out of something and just leave the shell, and you'll think that the shell is all there ever was. So uh, I agree with you, Jer, about uh, the uh, sports guys. Um... But, uh, you know, a lot of these st uh, statues, I don't know. I'm not out knocking any down, but I never ever stood at a statue going, I revere that. I will tell you this, I mean, if you, yeah, real quick, before I get to the last album. When I was a young kid, uh, my dad took me to downtown St. Louis, and I forget why, and he showed me the old courthouse in downtown St. Louis. You've all seen pictures of the arch. Some of you are from St. Louis, you know what I'm talking about? But you've all seen the arch. And down near there is the old courthouse, a courthouse that's been there from uh, the early 1800s. Uh, it's near the old cathedral, which sits on a spot 
Uh, I don't know if that spot has been occupied by a cathedral since the late 1700s, but there had been a church there since the late 1700s, all down in the Mississippi River, where the arch is, where the very first settlement ever was, west of the Mississippi, of Europeans, uh, besides New Orleans. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry about that. And no, I think New Orleans is east of the Mississippi. Uh, and he showed me the old courthouse. And he goes, you see those steps, Tone? Yeah, he goes, they used to sell people on them steps. I went, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, we were part of the Union during the Civil War, which I was very proud of. Uh, I don't know why when I was a little kid. He goes, but we, had, we still had slaves and they sold people there. So I just remember stuff like that can happen, okay? Stuff like that can happen. And they're good people, Tone. My dad was a closet liberal. He was the one when everybody was talking about this race and that race, the other race, he was quiet till everybody left and then would come and talk to me and go, it's all bullshit, Tone. They're all lying. Everybody's the same. Okay? So, um, uh, you know, and then when I used to tour down south and I'd see statues of Confederate generals, I go, why do we have statues up of people who broke from the United States and there had to be an ugly war to bring them back into the fold? I don't know why we do that. People say it's heritage. I don't know, you know, but uh, I don't really care. We have the only statues we have in Maricopa is of uh, horses, Mustangs, because we're known for the wild Mustangs out here, which is uh, quite a sight to see. So uh, Mount Rushmore in 67 or 68 put out a song called I Don't Believe in Statues. And I will tell you right now in 2020, I don't believe in statues either. I believe in people. I believe in you. I believe in music. I believe in love. I believe in Mac Davis. Ow, I said that. All right, the next band we're going to talk about is one that you all know, okay? But this is very early on. Uh, here it is, Dream On, okay, by Aerosmith. And once again, I bought this in, I think, uh, 1974. I'm trying to look. 1973. I got this in 73, 74. And uh, this had the uh, monster hit, the monster hit Dream On on it which was just a stunningly good song. Stunningly good song. Uh, they recorded in Boston, where they're from. Uh, of course, we had Steve Tyler, Joe Perry, Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer. Uh, a couple other people on it. Uh, nobody of note uh, was producing or engineering it, but um, Dream On and Walking the Dog were monster hits off of here and established them as bonafide rock superstars. Some of the last rock superstars. Some would say Guns N' Roses, which came, oh, I don't know, uh, 10, 15 years later, was the last bona fide rock super, uh, superstar group. Uh, but they became rock superstars. And I, but the first time I heard, and Kelly and Jerry and maybe some of the other Missouri people get a kick out of this, the first time I ever heard of Aerosmith, a guy named Electric Ed Tate came Busting through the door of Sam Moffat's trailer in House Springs, Missouri. A friend of ours who, while we were in high school, his mom rented him his own trailer. Don't ever do that for your kids. And we were all hanging out there, uh, smoking and joking, laughing and talking. And Ed, who is older than us and not really part of our crowd, and kind of a scary dude, uh, motorcycle gang guy, came busting through the door and goes, I just saw the best rock and roll band in the world. You mark my words. You're going to hear about these guys. You're going to be stars. They weren't the headliners. He went to some show down at the Fox Theater, the Ambassador Theater in St. Louis, to see somebody. And on the bill was Aerosmith. And he would not shut up about Aerosmith. And not too long after that, boom, the song Dream On came out. And nobody's shut up about Aerosmith since. Amazing group because they basically resurrected themselves through another form of music. Aerosmith is a rock group. That's what they are. Blues-based rock group. 
playing hard rock. And they kind of disappeared in a cocaine, drug-fueled haze. And then uh, Run DMC got together with them and made a famous video on MTV where they were doing, uh, they were scratching uh, Walk This Way and, and rapping over it. And supposedly they're in one room and in the next room, Aerosmith is trying to rehearse the song until they both bust through the walls and play together. <coughs> and it put Aerosmith back on the map where they stayed. But I did, that's what I said, Kevin, run DMC. Are you correcting me? I didn't say iced tea this time. <laughs> run DMC. All right, run DMC and Aerosmith. And it put them back. Uh, there is, it is great tracking video. Yes, 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 it is, it is. So with them, man, if you want to check out something really cool from them, uh, YouTube, uh, Walk This Way with Run DMC. Uh, I was, oh, I was with you. Okay, all right, good. I was, you know, you know what? I, I get a little sensitive sometimes. Um, I'm kidding around. I'm kidding around. I ain't, I ain't sensitive at all. <laughs> okay, we got to wrap up, man. We got to wrap up. It is time. I want to thank you for hanging with us today. Hope you enjoyed the crystal. Okay, I'm the only person who's ever said you could actually use a crystal as a weapon, I think. Uh, I hope you dug my little story about the band Mount Rushmore and my stories about Aerosmith. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with more tales, thrilling tales from yesteryear. We'll be back tomorrow, okay? And you're going to be back too. All right, I want to thank you very much for my producer, my wife, Shirley Lovisic. Remind you this Sunday... June 21st, Dads of Comedy. Buy tickets at ComedySchools.com. Great Father's Day show. I'm going to be on it too. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, YouTubers. We will see you tomorrow.